0: The Big Red Couch, a podcast about making role-playing games. A group of GMs and players draw ideas from the mystery box and bring their game pictures to you.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome to The Big Red Couch. I'm Craig, here in the land of darkness, and on the other side of the world, in the land of light and cats.
0: It's been. Actually, we're going to have daylight savings soon, so it won't be as light uh, first time in the morning in the future, but it's pretty bright at the moment I'm struggling to be honest
1: it's it's just started getting cold here like there was a noticeable chill in the air today mm. it'll probably pass because we had a we had a storm go through which did well does interesting things to medium rise buildings that stick up among, above the uh the, the ground clutter, so you get the train whistle screaming of air going by. And uh, also disrupted some trains when trees fell onto the lines.
0: So, train whistle screaming all
1: round. Little bit, yeah. And also the whole thing of looking out the window and thinking, is that my neighbour's rubbish bin doing 40 miles an hour? <laughs> yes,
0: it's always an uh, interesting question. So, enough meteorological banter. What have we got on the slate this time? Never
1: go full force on an eclair, son.
0: I don't know if the, uh, the significance of episode 113 is numerologically, but this doesn't bode well. Why are we talking about an eclair and going full force on it? This,
1: well, this one's attributed to me. I don't mm-hmm. actually remember putting it in the box, and it's possible that I didn't. What I think this is referring to is an incident from my past, <laughs> from when I was at high school. So, this must have been sometime in the mid 80s when, for, for whatever reason, the high school French class were having some allegedly Frenchish morning tea thing. And somebody who didn't really understand how eclairs worked picked one up and bit enthusiastically into one end. With the result that all of the filling exploded out the other end and hit a teacher. Best day ever. Well,
0: to be fair, my memories of French class, uh, French language class is basically the bit where you got to have a go at croissants were the best bits. Because it was, otherwise it was very dry. You know, it was, like, endless... I think we had, like, tape-driven things, like listing pods. And oh. It was endless... Équite. 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 yeah, Yeah, yeah. And that is literally... Well, it's not literally the only things I remember, but I was not... I'm not great with grammar, to be honest. And English grammar is... I'm used to. And French grammar is, like, structured and may make sense in some sort of... You know, be useful in, in many ways. But I did not grok it in three years at high school. And in fact, I think it was the, the halfway through the last year, we got to see a movie. I think it was like half of Jean de Florette, which is like four hours of, 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 French people standing in fields,
1: smoking cigarettes.
0: I was sitting blown away. It's like, Oh, people actually use this as a language. My goodness. And I think it was literally, I had no context. It was, this was like some sort of baffling code. And b- before that a lower low was probably my only point of reference. Oh for no culture is that a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, at this point I was I was, you know I believe I hit the wall pretty, pretty thoroughly when we had a substitute teacher and after trying to read something, she asked if I spoke German. Interesting. Yeah, I never had or, or attended any classes on German. <laughs> it's like Nope. <laughs> but that does not sound like a compliment or encouragement
1: <laughs> ah yes you speak french like a native german Get
0: yes <laughs> maybe languages are not for me
1: <laughs> i don't know maybe you should have just had a crack at german i mean from the sound of it you already had the tones down
0: That it didn't happen it did not happen so yes i i am and have always thought of myself as an idiot somebody who has one idiom aka language in the traditional sense I'm also an idiot in other ways, but that's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These are not germane to the subject at hand.
0: Yes. Not not completely, no. I
1: I, I think my level of French, at its high point, I could have a conversation with somebody. I understood the movie an, uh, An American Tale in French, and I watched The Thing, dubbed into French, and thought it had much better dialogue than it turned out to actually have. I, I could see that
0: French might lend an, uh, an air of class to the classic tale of Antarctic horror.
1: Yeah, I I, I thought the dialogue was, was way more sort of clever and insightful. It turned out, no, I just actually didn't understand what was being said, and that's not really what that movie was about, like, at all. So what was
0: French The Thing? I believe it was... What, it what, shows. What was the
1: Shows. T- uh, that's, that's what we referred to it as uh, Le Chose, on the theory that it's actually a completely different movie.
0: It might well be. It, it, you could be. You could have Mandela affected the whole thing.
1: I imagined <laughs> a, a a French art house version of the thing. I kind of want to see that now.
0: It sounds actually sounds fantastic, I, and it, it probably exists in some form, not quite.
1: Kurt Russell and Wilford Brimley just being philosophical and. Smoking cigarettes.
0: Mr. Carpenter did do a fair amount of work to make it a philosophical reflection on identity and, and, and trust and 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 so forth. And then have the hideous giblet monsters, you know, eat people. Indeed. Yeah, the the idea of of doing it full, gulwa in each hand, black black and white photography, just taking it to a, a ridiculous level of um Cultural appropriation.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: Um, this is kind of appealing.
1: <laughs> okay, so new art house film project, and back to never going full force on an eclair. Um, I have an idea and a fragment of an idea.
0: Mm. Oh, before we before we continue, I just wanted wanted to make a um, a supposition. Yep. Being the eighties in New Zealand, I suspect the poor fool mistook the eclair. For a, a long donut, which are f- structurally very similar, except the long donut is like fried dough with cream in it, yep. And you won't get very far, like just nibbling or 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 or, or, or you know, y- you've got to get in and start chewing on that puppy. That's it's that's part of the the doughy, crunchy sugar kind of experience, right?
1: Yeah. It or it could be that he mistook it for one of for for something that was essentially you know, a long thin bread roll made with a somewhat sugary bread with chocolatey goo on the top. He could have mistaken it for one of those. So
0: so it was completely sealed. Because normally it's like the, like the your you donuts. There's like there's there's an incision in them, and that's where the cream goes. There's,
1: I think yeah. he just hadn't paid that much attention.
0: It was more a case uh, of. Right. I am putting this in my face now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, and then. Uh, possibly the whole the, the the moment of mystery and excitement, where you realise this is not what I was expecting, could have induced a exhalation, which would have made the enhanced the shotgun cream effect. <laughs> it was quite impressive. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. or maybe it, it it just the you know the the, the biting into it and the the, the the force sealed that edge.
1: Indeed, and there was nowhere else for it to go.
0: Yeah, the, to turn it into a a a funnel and and predict it out because i'm just trying to because it seems like quite an accomplishment too and this wasn't the kind of wag or the kind of place where somebody would deliberately hose down the um french teacher with cream because it would be funny was it like a, a corporal punishment sort of institution it was that era approximately
1: i think the era of corporal punishment had gone away that, but that had only been, like, five years before. Indeed. Institutional memory was still strong.
0: Yes, no, yes. I believe
1: it was an honest mistake. It was just a hilarious right. one.
0: Oh, yeah, those, it, it generally is. If there was malice in yep. it, would have been, yeah, yeah. Not exactly, it wasn't exactly punching down in a, in a comedy. Um, well, unless that was part of the whole process of firing cream across the room. But, mm. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, I, I was... As well as the metaphysics, I was interested in the physics of the eclipse.
1: Yeah, the, the the actual physics. Well, I have some stuff. We we also have some commentary and suggestion about uh, volcano day. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm, should I go? Do you have an idea?
0: I, I will always tell you to go if you ask.
1: So so I, I walked into that one. All right, yeah, fair yeah. enough.
0: Okay, well, it's just a rule I established some hundred episodes ago that, that I'm only
1: finding out about now. This worries me. <laughs>
0: Well, the show has to, uh, it's a living, breathing thing, in as much as I've had two coffees and I'm almost awake. So it has to evolve and, you know.
1: All right. Well, I have, over the last little while, been reading and listening to, or attempting to listen to, an actual play of the game Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse, which is a the, game about mouse bikers,
0: which which is the same game that Eugene conned.
1: That is correct. Okay. Um, These are, it should be pointed out, mouse-sized mice. So we are not talking biker mice from Mars. We're talking the mouse and the motorcycle, or perhaps Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim.
0: That was a freaky-ass movie. Carry on.
1: My thinking is that, as a mouse, as a a biker mouse, stealing cheese crumbs or chunks of bread is one thing, but getting, like, high-end human stuff is... Tricky, and it takes a well organised and and daring club to get, say, a can of beer or a hip flask. You know, mm. that's the sort of outfit that gets respect. So, imagine what they'd say if you managed to take stuff out of that fancy bakery that just opened.
0: Hmm. It's also something that is for a special event because these are, these are time sensitive goods. Indeed. I mean, even- yeah, I mean, cheese Cheese has the, you know, if you can't eat all the cheese at once, it will keep.
1: That's kind of the point of cheese.
0: In fact, cheese yeah. It's a way
1: of it, stabilizing fat and protein.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, if, if you're doing something, you are do, either doing it just to show that you can, and it's a little bit frivolous, or you're doing it to satisfy a very specific request or requirement.
1: Yep. I mean, that's the setup, or oh, the, the background. My thinking was... As a way of doing the game, if you're doing this as like a one shot, then I think you have the game start mid heist, where you've got a group of mice, they've gotten in there, they've attempted to move in a clear without fully understanding just how fragile these things are. It's come apart, and so you've got a bunch of mice covered in cream and pastry, and they've become aware that the bakery cat is sitting on top of the cabinet looking down on them and saying, never go full force on an eclair, son.
0: That sounds like an exciting scene, but it sounds like also the end of a game.
1: Well, I figure the way, what you do then is sort of flashback to, okay, this is the setup, we're running up to there, and then hopefully over the course of, um, of getting up to that point, we discover whether this is the bakery cat who is about to attack them, or the bakery cat who's about to say, you know if you'd used one of the plastic bags over there, it would have worked better.
0: Yeah. It, mm, yeah. Cause starting with a squeaky TPK,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which incidentally was the, my, my rapper name back in high school, but that's another story. That's a story entirely. Yes. Um,
0: I mean, using that as like the setup possibly for the, the last time someone attempted to, to boost declare. And that was the story that, that, that came back. So that kind of that lines up with sort of with the idea I've come up with.
1: Okay. But,
0: so okay, so the idea of the 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 heavy heavy metal thunder Mouse heist game. But yeah. So so what's but using this as the start, this is the inciting instant where you have try. I tried in my mind to fuse the phrase "screwed the pooch" and eclairs, and nothing good happens, so we'll just leave no. that there. <laughs> nothing, nothing.
1: No, no. There, 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 no. Yeah, there's no combination of screwed the whatever yeah. and anything cream-filled. It just doesn't... I mean, maybe shoot the pooch?
0: Oh, yeah, Maybe, maybe, yes. And now I'm flashing back to that awful early 2000s movie with the bulldog in it. Okay. Ugh. Right, cool.
1: I blanked that one out entirely, so I'm basically in the clear here.
0: Yes, yes, fair enough.
1: Oh, Turner and Hooch.
0: No, no, that wasn't that. That was like early nineties, maybe late eighties. Uh, this oh. was the Van. It was like Van Wilder something.
1: Oh, Van Wilder Party Liaison.
0: Yeah, yeah, which was incomprehensible as a as a. I mean, often things based around college life in America to us non Americans are just weird. I mean they are obviously you know um, sort of an escalation of the actual situation and like a, a heightened kind of version of it but it's like I can't extrapolate this back to an institute of learning or a cult what's going on
1: hmm <laughs> I think yeah well, I think with the you know if you're going with that specific scene oh I would I would only go with that specific scene if I was doing this as a one shot game so it's basically right. you know this you what know, this is effectively the opening of the episode is this never go full for force on an éclair son then we flash back to 5 hours earlier and we actually do the heist leading up to the regrettable incident with the éclair.
0: I'm nervous about making the, the, putting the stipulation on the players that they fucked up. Uh, personally i'm very i'm all about that i i you know calamity is just hilarious but it, it, it a it may not be very appealing but you know and, and but many players will work with that and do their best and and, and find ways also b it's quite tricky to screw up in a particular way
1: true you would need to make sure you um didn't it didn't go into too much detail. Yeah, possibly mm. it's just a bunch of mice covered in cream, chocolate and shoe pastry on the floor and the, ma- the uh, cat looking down.
0: It's an appealing image, but I'm you know, trying to figure out how to how it would be engineered.
1: I mean, stepping away from that, I do quite like mm-hmm. the idea of motorbiking mice attempting to lift an object that is bigger than the mouse itself and very, very fragile.
0: hmm how
1: are mice mechanics?
0: I'm not talking about the ones that repair the motorcycles. Dealt with in heavy metal Thundermouse? Is there like are, are they just stalwart heroes, happen to be tiny and whiskery, or you know, is there are there things for um, rodents perishing from shock or uh, being compulsively uh, driven to consume cheese or anything like? that? Is there, there any sort of technical flavor elements in the game itself.
1: I've been reading this at work in my lunch breaks, so it's taking a while. Fair enough. It's the kind of thing that would come up pretty pretty frequently. I mean, if you've got a
0: there there are mechanics in, in games that will inform the entire game. And, you know, when I'm thinking about when I think about um, Dragon Quest, the RPG, SPI two thousand was it 19, 1982, wherever it was, that was the last version. The uh, magic backfire mechanic is one of those ones where you, uh, or the, uh, even though it's not, it's not, uh, it's not available to everyone. The detect aura ability in that one. The idea that you can a t- tell truths about the the world, and you know, you you might have like fragments of information. You can you can tell things with or oh, literal per- perfect accuracy about magic in the world, or you have your brain shoot out of your ears if you cast spells too ra- uh, randomly. Mm. Very much shape the, the universe and how things are done. So I'm wondering. I was wondering if if they. It's, so it's something that would come up pretty squarely in the game, even if the rest of the game is um, D six hit points, D four damage kind of structure. Mm
1: well it's heavy metal thunder mouse is a a fate game okay so yes i haven't run into anything that suggests that there is a mouse suddenly dies of shock mechanic but
0: i was yeah i was i didn't expect it because of the the nature of the 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 heavy metalness but if there was to be something to reflect the nature of mouse i mean do you have like status is there mouse kismo
1: um, I think, to a certain extent, that would depend on um, what sort of game people were doing. Mm. Since the setup, the setup for a game is very much deciding: well, what sort of game are we playing here? Are we going sort of? Is this a G-rated? Is this PG-rated? Are we going full-on furry Sons of Anarchy on this? What what sort of club are we? What sort of right. game are we playing? To a certain extent, how do we improve out the lot of our club?
0: Okay, so it's it's quite community driven, in the, in that way.
1: Yeah, it is. It is based around okay. a motorcycle club.
0: Right. So okay, no. yeah,
1: a motorcycle club who could could lift something as apparently difficult to move, and time sensitive as an eclair.
0: Hmm. Yes, because this is the equivalent of a diamond heist, as opposed to say the armoured armored car of the can of beer or something like that Mm. both are valuable but they're valuable in different ways and they've got different restrictions about what what you're trying to do
1: pretty much yeah i mean this is almost this is almost like an art theft you need to treat it with great care whereas the can of beer eh, if it rolls down the street it's not that big a deal (laughs)
0: <laughs> the might, the might have consequences when you actually open it. But still, it's it's yeah, it's it's the fact that it's is, is relatively impregnable and yeah and you know and, and robust is part of the problem rather than being the uh, yeah the obvious. Hmm. No, okay, no, that's a, that's an idea. Like, maybe actually framing it like an art heist is kind of interesting. That would that would that would give you the idea that it's high stakes, high profile kind of totally unnecessary unless you want to make your name or present this artifact to say whatever the equivalent of them the 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 mouse godfather is in this situation maybe there is a you know his his daughter is getting married or whatever and you want you want to show respect by doing this 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 major thing
1: hmm. or uh, de- depending on how you you're doing it you're you're doing some sort of peace talks with another club You've, yeah, it's, invite, you know, it's it's neutral territory, but you want to show the furry little bastards up. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you turn up, hey, we brought food. Here's an eclair.
0: Yes, it is definitely a, that's a power move.
1: Yep. And you said this kind of crossed over with what you'd come up with.
0: A little bit, yeah. So I'm, I'm still, I'm interested in this one. I can't quite, putting the, the, like, the, the, the start of the game right in the middle of the action, Maybe maybe you want to maybe you'd want to do a bit of a sort of retrospective bit with the. I'm thinking maybe you want the the cat to be demanding an answer to what happened. Clearly things have gone horribly wrong, but the cat is more interested in finding out how they went horribly wrong because it's like one o' clear. It's no big. Yeah it's it, it presumably the cat's also aware of the 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 rodent underworld and knows that this is a normal thing and while you know wholesale murder isn't off the books it would be much more interesting to find out how they how they got in how they goofed up and send them away with a a a this in a terrified to, so that the you know the rest of the world knows that it's like you do not mess with this bakery, or you, you all, you all suffer the consequences. But the idea that the each of the characters recounts part of the story and builds the builds the calamity, and you know, it's like maybe that you know, maybe there's a rivalry between a couple of the, the mice in the group, um, and they've got they've set some things up and, and 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 so forth, but they didn't go quite right. Kind of an unleverage kind of thing, where you've Kind of working the disa- the disastrous cons- the disastrous outcome, and maybe it's you, you, yeah you're right you, you 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 all you know about this setting is that there is the cat, the mice, and the fragments of the the um feathery creamy goodness just mm. sort of smeared on. Them.
1: So yeah, it could turn out that they were trying to mouse handle the eclair and screwed it up. It could be that two of them are wrestling over the eclair. It could be that there is a much bigger problem that not even the cat knows about, and the destruction of that eclair was the only way of dealing with it. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So I think that would be the that you're giving the 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 players a the outcome that is, is less than satisfactory, but but framing it as the the cat asking the questions is like okay. Clearly, we've had a situation here. What? tell. What yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. Play it. Play it like, yes, like a a relatively benevolent dragon or something like that. It's like, mm. oh, 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 what? This is terrible. What has happened? But yeah, you know, mostly, I I don't get a lot of it. Yeah, this it, it, life is relatively stayed and amusement. Amusement of this caliber comes along. So rarely.
1: indeed, <laughs> and it could hunt down the mice and eat them all, or not. But
0: presumably, it is not the world's skinniest cat.
1: No, <laughs> bakery cat. No, bakery.
0: No, it's no. It's, it's 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 good. <laughs> it's it's. I, I just ate. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the, the sheer amount of cream that that cat has ingested.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, but the 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 idea that you're just finding out. To get a little bit more about what went on and what compelled these idiots um, might be interesting okay
1: yeah,
0: yeah I think I'm seeing you, something there
1: you could maybe use it as sort of the setup the setup for an extended game that because much as much as masks has the whole how did this superhero group come together Mm. you could use this as the how did this club come together yep yep definitely as long as the club is not called the sticky eclairs
0: (laughs) yes i'm glad you stopped at sons of anarchy when you um you were reeling off the um advisory list
1: not sure where else to go. No, we're good. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. When I mean, there was that god awful John Travolta movie,
0: you'll have to narrow it down.
1: <laughs> I, I prefer to leave it open and just see what people think I'm referring to. Okay, I'm, I'm lost, but that's mm. all right. Uh, I think Look it was on. Chrome soldiers or something. Basically, weekend bikers run into trouble.
0: Uh, no, I've n- I'm never. I didn't real. I mean, he's been John Travolta has been in some whack ass movies. Battlefield Earth would be among the the pinnacle of that. But um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't recall any um him doing a biker flick. That sounds fascinatingly painful. I, I could be
1: misremembering, but I s- strongly suspect I'm not.
0: Well, another one of your Mandela effect movies where you watching something in, in, a, in a supposedly another language
1: i'm 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 concerned now hmm. chrome so- chrome soldiers I and mean, i could have it wrong i thought that was john travolta but i i could have it wrong <laughs> also a rating of 4.4 4 out of uh, 10 on imdb which is is a really good sign stars i kind of got the idea that nobody really starred in that one not john travolta never mind i think i had it wrong oh well never mind was it anyone we recognize
0: Wow, really not. Oi. So again, well, it's, it's the Mandela effect again. It was like the, um, the, the genie movie that Sinbad starred in that never existed.
1: That was a brilliant piece of cinema. Oh, wait.
0: <laughs> I have been watching a little of, um, actually way too much of a uh, YouTube channel uh, by the name of Captain Disillusion.
1: Wild Hogs. Excuse me? That was the name of the film. Right. Wild Hogs. Mostly negative reviews. Biker comedy road film.
0: With John Travolta and come on. Tim Allen Martin Lawrence
1: and William H. Macy.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, that's enough to make you want to believe in the Mandela effect and pray and you know hope that reality shifts away that from that ever happening. What what era, what era of Tim Allen we, uh, we're talking about here? Presumably...
1: 2007.
0: Oh, no. Oh, God. That's uh, very post-Galaxy Quest.
1: We uh, have a a dentist, yeah. a single computer programmer, a hen picked plumber, and a wealthy lawyer who escape from their daily routines by riding motorcycles together, po- posing as a biker gang called the Wild Hogs. I'm, I'm turning away from this... Tub of hilarity <laughs> right now. Um okay, so Well anyway, on on with the show. You had an idea. Show. For the love of God, I, tell me you had an idea.
0: Please. Sort of. Sort of. It basically involves references to old adverts, which is kind of a kind of a thing. And I thought from the from the thing from the, the the statement, I thought it was something like a tagline from an extremely tongue in cheek um mm-hmm renegade cop slash urban avenger movie from like the 70s or 80s it's like dirty harry meets death wish but the guy's name is eclair which sounds <laughs> weird but eclair also means lightning in french because apparently these things were supposed to be you know so so de- delectable mortal morsels you know they you could eat them like lightning
1: Provided Pinch you didn't sweet. want to shoot the cream across the room, yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> ah, maybe that is it. Maybe it was some sort of um, un- hitherto unknown conductive effect to do with cream in a glance. <laughs> Pastry punk. Pastry punk, yes. Oh, that started me thinking about, you know, what those relentlessly, and I must confess to being much more amused by these when I was younger, just relentlessly conforming pun-based kind of settings where everything is a reference to everything else. Every name is a pun to something else. And you know, I thought about that for a moment, and then it was like ten seconds later it was okay. In this, you'd end up having a character who's a donut who's called Patio Sprinkles, and then the, you're just Satan, and. Yeah. So, or the dis- writers
1: of Wreck-It Ralph.
0: Maybe you can't you can't tell the story from that end though. You you might develop characters with funny names and so forth and references, but it's not a good start to make that the core of the idea. And this is from the and this is from the guy who, when in school, made a entirely overly complicated homemade role-playing game, which was a cross between The Munch Bunch and Strontium Dog. Dude. Yeah, yeah. eh, It seemed like an idea, but you can't, uh, this is before you realise you just can't ram two ideas together, which you think would be kind of amusing and it being a workable thing. Also, I recall that I had saving throws against digestion, because, you know, they're fruits and vegetables. But Like discussed earlier, mechanics inform what sort of game are played. And if you put that into the, into the rules, someone's going to use it. Yes. And again, you're Satan. (laughs) Just you're right up, you're right up there with the guys who wrote fatal. So, (laughs) so you, you gotta be careful is what I'm saying.
1: Okay.
0: All right, so you're you, you clearly you, – you, you don't see where I'm going yet, but that, that's not, fine. Not
1: yet, but it could be because I'm looking away. <laughs> it was the mixture of the Munch Bunch, Strontium Dogs, and Digestion Rules that has me kind of cringing already. So please go on. I insist.
0: This is probably – yeah, this is the flaw with Gabe's that they're overly obsessed with technical accuracy. Or, like, trying to replicate the entire thing. They'll include something which, in a physics simulation of the entire universe, makes sense. But someone was going to look at it and say, Why the fuck did you put this in there? Why is this rule in your game? Oh, well, I better use it. (laughs) Okay. Little things like making your... Once
1: you put in a, a randomly generated orifice diameter table in the game, it is only a matter of time before somebody is going to make you roll on it.
0: Yes, pretty much. I think that is uh, that. Maybe I, I don't know if there are laws of role playing like there is, like Poe's law or rule rule thirty four. But that kind of is as people who don't actually design games but talk about designing games. Yeah, may, maybe if that is the if we're going to have a the big red couch rule, it is. If you put a rule in the game. Think about the worst, cons- the worst possible application, or not even the worst, not even not the worst conceivable, but the the minimum useful application of that rule. And if it's horrible, discard the entire game and burn down your house.
1: Yeah. What is the most <laughs> annoying thing somebody could do with this rule?
0: Not not even the most annoying thing, because people role players are very inventive; they can be very annoying. But if the least application of the rule is frightful, onerous, or would get you, you know, entire continents excommunicated.
1: In the case of a digestion rule, that means yeah, somebody got e- Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the minimum circumstances required to trigger that rule. <laughs> if that's somewhere you don't want to go, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah,
0: all yeah. right. I think so. that's, that's that's that's. I think that's a good fundamental <laughs> fundamental rule. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, get on with your idea, pal. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to come back with elementary, but um, yeah, yeah. No no. Uh, no, no. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, we're, we're, on. we're, Onwards,
1: on. forward, up the elementary canal with gun and camera.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> okay. The other thing that made me think of, again, back to the meteorology, was it sounds like the that, that line from Tropic Thunder. Don't go full retard. I wasn't going to say it, but I don't have to now. Cool. Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) And it's a great movie, but it is... It wouldn't be made today for a couple of reasons. I'm glad it was. It's pretty bloody hilarious, but it wouldn't be made today because it... Yeah. The world's changed in the short time since since that movie came out. I get the impression that... the phrase came out in the retelling rather than it happening at the time because people were presumably either shocked or covered in cream or both.
1: But after the fact,
0: the the phrase
1: you never go full force on an
0: eclair, son. Not many people have that level of banter locked and loaded. Fair enough. That's Mm. that's fine. So so it's, it's good. It developed. It may have been informed by these various things. The other thing it made me think of was that Spates advert, Spates being a local domestic, but not super domestic beer. Um,
1: pretty domestic. You, you recall the original? I I recall the, I think I know the one you're referring to. Right, yeah. The, the, the two, the two uh,
0: good keen blokes sitting in the bush. And I don't think they were like weekend hunters or anything. They appear to be like actual farmers slash bushmen.
1: Yeah, farmers yeah. rounding up.
0: Uh, yeah, round, like hunt-
1: rounding up the stock or something from hunting fiction.
0: Yeah, hunting. They might have been like hunting pigs or something like that. But they didn't look like they didn't look like weekend johnnies, right? And the younger one is saying, you know, oh, I found oh, I've found this butte Sheila or whatever they used this this the, the, the love of his life, um, and she's apparently fabulously wealthy and you know you know the, and and looks amazing was um, an old man's got a box at Eden Park, the um, hallowed and
1: extremely inconveniently placed home of rugby in Auckland, at very least. I used to live down the road from Eden Park. It is incredibly inconveniently placed if you live down the road from it and have no interest in the game, because there's basically certain times of the year when you just can't get out of your damn house.
0: And also the um, lights illuminate the sky, like the um, close encounters of the third kind ship.
1: True. And you're going to get a lot of people, if you're lucky, urinating in your box. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you're lucky. (laughs) If you're lucky. So, and
0: so uh, so he's he's, he's, he's describing this, this amazing catch that apparently uh, is spitting with him as well. And, then laments, ah, she doesn't drink, drink spates, but, which I think is a ver- another grammatical construction, which means, like, it is, however it is the case that she doesn't drink the spear. And his his his, his older companion turns to him and says, that's a hard road finding the per- what was the phrase? There's a hard it's road, a hard finding, road the per-
1: finding the perfect woman, son.
0: Yeah, son. And, and it's like, he's, 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 consoling. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It, you know, it was, a, it was a nice try kind of, you know, he's consoling him. It like, but the expression on his face is you fucking muppet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I always thought that was an interesting thing to have in like this tiny, like 22nd, second, 32nd second advert, this little story about this, this tale where these these people are obviously work colleagues and friends. And on one hand, the guy's going they there, there. I, it was, it was a near thing, but you know, you know, life is, um, life is hash. <laughs> the expression on his face is, Oh my
1: God, you idiot.
0: <laughs> Sorry. They, they did
1: pin that one down even further in one of the later ads where they were mustering sheep. There is one sheep left in a really old, a uh, really odd location. Difficult to get to. The old guy says, yeah, I'm too old for this. Yeah. Sort of holds up what is implied to be the last can left and sort of a, yeah, yours if you'll go get it. Well, young guy races up, gets the cheap, brings it back, is is sort of cracking into his can of space, spates. And then he has another Mm. can open. The old guy saying, you can call me old, son, but you can't call me stupid.
0: And and it, it's probably in it, yeah they're probably back in form of the original one because old age and experience beating um, youth and um, age of guile
1: beats youth uh, innocence and a bad haircut
0: yeah yeah it, it's it's a it's a, it's a rule. but so the, the uh, this frankly even more woolly than usual thought cloud it was a pretty that, woolly guys.
1: thought yeah
0: yeah that was that was I. Uh, the idea that it gave me was something, that basically uh, the the the, very, the various hint of a game called Unheeded Advice, where one player plays the impetuous youth, the the or actually the the who the person who is the witness of the actual events of the tale, and they describe and they they describe what they're trying to do what they're trying to get out of the situation. The other one is the grizzled mentor in this in this circumstance. The fact that that um, is an acronym for GM is only slightly relevant, um, and and they, they say, okay, well, you being this person, this is this person you're describing to me in this tale, you obviously did this. This is the, this is the natural way that you were to use your your abilities and so forth to to overcome this problem. But no, in this exchange the impetuous use is always doing the, the, the slightly unorthodox or dumb thing. But the idea is that during this exchange, you build a story. And if you could sort of the, the hope that I, that I've got for this, the idea that if it, if it worked out was literally, you could have a conversation with some markers in it and it would function as a game, but be almost entirely transparent to anyone else it might sound like a really odd conversation but it would function as a game as though you're re you're retelling a a, a a story of a life experience or something like that but it always comes back to the idea of the ah, so you use the nine-eyed ninja technique of course it's like oh no 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 i, I slipped on the railing and fell to the next story it's like, oh okay <laughs> And then, but each time you do a little bit of world building, and you get the the, and the um, the aperture, excuse me, closer to their goal, and the obstacles that they're setting up, and getting around, but not in the way that the um, that their the the their interlocutor is actually suggesting. So they putting on the market okay, the most the most sensible thing, or the the thing that that seems to fit with your character. This could say work with a a, a like a uh you know with say a um pseudo archaeological adventurer and the cub reporter asking questions about what he what he did next. It's like oh you used your knowledge of Mayan um your 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 knowledge of Mayan um, inscriptions to decode the. Uh, to, to decode the thing that would open the passages. No, I just kept it. <laughs> but however, and it's the, the the bit that I'm looking for is kind of like the linking thing, the bit that that builds into the next the next part. And the idea of making it like a transparent, somewhere you could like just sit down next to somebody and say, hey, such and such, like ah, such and such, and having it almost like a little encoded thing would be kind of interesting, though tricky as hell to Well, if it becomes something that becomes self-propagating that would be amazing but I suspect you'd have to research things like um, The origin of the word. Okay, or the the phrase okay um, and dreadful things like the the coded messages used by the Klu Klux Klan and so forth. Little the, the, the little signifiers that they used to say that they were an, an upright clansman. Things like that. Little making a little a, a a little bit of like um spycraft, almost. But possibly the world's most lightweight role
1: playing game. Hmm. it, <sighs> It sounds like you would need to have psycholinguistic superpowers. Yes, that too. I was more thinking that um, <laughs> it seems like the 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 person asking the questions doesn't seem to have a lot to do. It's mostly the other person answering them. So something yeah, to that, kind of spread that out a bit would be nice. Uh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. That's something I did skip off. Skip over is that when you say. When you say, ah, I guess you must have done such and such a thing, because, and you add a setting element at that point, something for them to play off.
1: It's putting me a bit in mind of the was it Adventures of Baron Munchausen. It
0: is somewhat. I don't know enough about that to be sure of that. That seems to be a little bit longer, sort of like longer passages. But maybe I'm, i having not heard it um, actual played out. Maybe that is it. I've literally just. Um, an attack of um, Munchausen? Mount is it Mount Hail or is it Munchausen's? Or have you gone through the um, the vortex again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what
0: um, Mandela effect again? I'm doing a callback. Right. Oh,
1: um... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So that is almost completely useless in the context of somebody listening to the podcast and saying, "Oh, yeah, I could, we could." I could do this and use it as an idea, because it's it's one of those ones where I've come up with kind of a mechanic or what I'd like to see used as a mechanic, and it's probably out there already in you know, like an indie, uh, an indie role playing game format. But the idea of making it semi viral, the idea of making it like actually yeah, making it like the game but less fucking annoying. Okay, because that's just fucking annoying.
1: Well, it would have more of a point to it, which is a no, no, yeah. no yeah, big yeah. feat. I grant you, but <laughs> yes. um,
0: it's almost almost a um, well. The, the point the point of the game is for someone to be smug.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, a- yes. I mean, turning into a viral RPG is. Yeah, you know, viral conversational RPG is tricky. Dragging it back, kicking and screaming into the world of of uh, tabletop RPGs. Um, you could have. <laughs> it's just, it's actually putting me in mind, in a weird way, of zombie cinema. Yeah, and the way that that basically proceeds as a bunch of individual scenes that kind of follow on from each other. Yeah. Um, in the same way, you've kind of got that, that same structure there that you've got the, ah, so you know, in the, the temple, you must've done this thing. Oh no, no, we just kicked the door in. Mm. And then we do that bit. You know, we yeah. We kicked the door in. What happened then? We get up to a point and then at some, you know, at some point in that, perhaps the person who set up that scene, you know, then you know, then says to kind of the next person in the rotation, if you're all sitting around a a table. Yeah. And so when you got to the pit trap, obviously you did this thing. Mm. Kind of formally handing the narration off yeah. to the next person at the table. But quite how you do that in a, a conversational only game, I'm a little hazier on.
0: Mm. That There would be the There would be part of it, which is the Giving it a structure and like as it, you're talking, giving it a, sort of a grammar, and then you'd say like, okay, not quite, yeah, I'm like, not quite programmatically, but kind of like, okay, this then this, therefore this, and have it work through like that. Yeah. I don't know,
1: it's, it's an interesting idea. Luck.
0: Yeah, yeah, and one of those ones where I come up with something completely malformed and is probably not going to go anywhere, but. Oh ah, well with the with trotting out uh, in lieu of anything else,
1: fair enough um, well on the sort of i guess continuing along along the line of the um continuing along along the line of the this is a statement that somebody makes sort of game ideas I mentioned that I mm-hmm. had kind of a fragment of an idea, yeah. Which would basically it just it put me in mind of the sort of sort of espionage or intrusion scenario where the protagonists are very much out of their depth or out of their element, and they're trying to blend in and the tiniest mistake could be their last. So using the wrong knife at the fancy dinner.
0: Mm-hmm
1: or going full force on an eclair and splattering it all over the gen- the, uh, the, the eight-star general's uh, uniform slightly before he calls uh, for your arrest because everybody knows that you never go full force on an eclair. Hmm. <clears throat> in, in terms of like actually cramming something like that into a game... Slightly trickier. To be honest, I'd want to play it for comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does. there's a lot of implications that um, sudden violence at the drop of a hat. Yeah. If you did a bit more Max brothers it might be... Um,
1: hmm. Yeah, Max Brothers-y or maybe the Get Smart movie as mm. a feel.
0: I've not seen it, so...
1: Um, it's surprisingly good. Yeah. Hmm. Sort of takes the uh, the elements of the character from the original TV show and kind of turns them into well, it's still the same guy, but he's a lot more use.
0: His eccentricities become useful. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, worth a look. Also, it has references to milking spiders. Right. I'm just going to leave that one sitting there. Um. Yes.
0: Cool. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Tricky that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd want you'd want to do it comedically. Um, I have tried in the past in in various times to do stuff in games where it's kind of a the the, the the characters have to get things right, they have to be careful about phrasing because they're trying to pose as people that they're not. And what invariably happened is that either the players got so super into it that they got an analysis paralysis. Or they just genuinely didn't give a shit and wanted to um, dice roll their way through it.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Or they uh, weren't uh, playing their
0: characters like the way they wanted to play the characters, so they just played their characters and shot everybody.
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah, part of the, part of the, it, that place is a fairly major constraint. And playing it in a, yes, yeah, playing it in a non uh, comedic way would, I think, get you something like Grey Ranks or, um.
1: Oof, yeah.
0: Yeah, um. <laughs> Steal away Jordan or, um,
1: that's,
0: that's, um, misspent youth or something something of that nature a empathy game about people in situations which are obviously horrible and um, I would really the, the, the kind of things I'd really like to try out but it's, it takes a certain level of intestinal fortitude
1: yeah and for something that's supposed to be a bit comedic Eh, wrong approach. So yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. That, that would not be that Yeah, the would...
0: approach. It would be the way of playing the risk and adversity to the level that you're you're talking about. If you're in a situation where using the wrong um, piece of cutlery is a fatal faux pas. Mm.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. Oh, well, we also have a couple of suggestions from the audience. Awesome. Um, One from Taz for Volcano Day and one from Tim, also for Volcano Day. Yes, indeed. Um, You want
0: to do Taz's and I'll do Tim's?
1: All right. Um, So Taz wrote, Playing the Moral Dilemma game for Volcano Day, point one, what is your what if your only usable skill is as a breeder and point two so you saved me but not my spouse because they survived this archaic pistol will blow great big holes in you unless you get them or send me back so these these are in relation to my nicking people from the past to rebuild in the future um, idea hmm. Uh, I mean, I did. I I did respond to to Ted's first suggestion with um, that. That just opens up a world whirlpool of horrors, especially if the folks who are running the show are unpleasant enough to not really view the people they've saved as being people, but more human resources. Because after all, it's it's the fate of humanity at stake, and they're clearly the good guys here, so whatever they do must be the right thing to do. And just the notion of, well, this one's in excellent condition for the propulsion increased division, but the husband, eh, lots of stuff in that genome we don't need, better separate them. Do we have an accelerated fertilization, gestation, and weaning schedule worked out? Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty obviously abhorrent um, on, on many levels, so yeah, that's it, and that is, I guess, why you want to play the the unfortunates who have been hoovered out of history and are um, now facing what might be a circumstance... Yeah, giving the, the onus on the players to determine whether the, the time travel folks are the bad guys or not. It's kind of probably the best way out of it. I mean, if the... Um, the players all nod sagely. Yes, yes, this is the most utilitarian use of human life, and this is this is the best way to go forward. And we shall we shall help. Um, you go okay. And if like ah, screw them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it works either way, um, and it doesn't really at that point matter. I mean, it's, it, it is only the fate of mankind in the game. <laughs> mm. you, you don't have to you don't have to make that value judgment. History will not judge you either way because it doesn't exist. But the game will be the game that uh, suits the approach of the players.
1: Yeah. And you could have, for the second idea with the whole thing of somebody, somebody getting extracted from time but their spouse not because their spouse survived whatever the thing was or possibly possibly was just this was a person whose body was known to have been recovered Hmm. with the result that they didn't get saved and this person wants them saved. They don't give a rat's ass about the timeline. What happens if they actually manage to force someone to do the saving? What then starts to happen to the timeline? Are you going to start destabilizing your own past?
0: Probably risky enough not to want to, to, to mess with to be fair, that, mm. that kind of opens up a, whenever you mess around with time travel, it does open that can of particular ontological worms.
1: Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I, I did make the comment that um, yeah, one of one of the reasons why I don't think the Big Red Couch would ever work as a one-person show is that it's the ability to bounce ideas off other people and off the audience that makes it work. Mm Because I never would have thought of shifting the perspective to being the people being rescued allegedly, rather than the people doing the rescuing. Yeah, even though it makes for a way better story.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the if there is a central thesis of the show, it's that workshop your ideas. You you may be surprised at what comes out of it.
1: Hmm. Um. And yeah, sort of picking picking up on the general vibe of both of those um, suggestions from Taz. Depending on how you wanted to do the game, you could do something interesting with people getting rescued, and then starting to see some of some of the things that the people who rescued them are doing not making that much sense. If what they're being told of, oh, you're you're rebuilding humanity. Really? Are we? Because this looks a lot like being used as a disposable workforce here. Um, Mm. You know, you could go quite dark and creepy on it without trying very hard.
0: There's a show, um, The uh, Travellers, which has that um, notion of people being sent back from the future um, into the basically having their intellects injected into um, people um and the idea is these people are known to uh, are are known to supposed to have died at this point um Mm. and and basically but what you're doing is you're overwriting a human being and but somebody with the the knowledge and the skills to get out of the situation they're currently they were in um, and this is all being run by a very shady bunch of people in the future, who become even shadier as you start to change the um, the timeline, because that's the point you're trying to stop whatever the hell happened that put you in the situation of needing to do it. And the the team that if you follow this this, this group of people who train together, who are suddenly in the bodies of people that. You know had previously nothing to do with it, and suddenly suddenly associating and and going on missions. But as they do things, stuff's getting less clear, and the actual agenda of the people coming who are coming back subsequently from the future gets even more unknowable. so yeah, it's a that that covers that sort of piece. an interesting show. Yeah. see season is definitely interesting. I watch one in a second.
1: I have spotted it on my Netflix queue so it's something mm. that got suggested mm-hmm. all right. right that's good um, and Tim has been on
0: the website um, yeah. uh, and, and sagely pointed out that in addition to be being rich enough not care what Ben thinks my character was like dead enough as he passed away almost 10 years ago I was like yes is more than sufficiently dead to disregard my hot takes um, and I'd not heard about it because which I thought was odd because he had a big impact on sci-fi blockbuster movie disaster kind of things. Um, But he also wrote and then scripted and directed the great train robbery, which I've not seen, but was the source of a bunch of comedy, like in things like the the goodies and so forth, like in the early eighties or late seventies. It's like, so I know it by association. It was apparently a big deal at the time. Mm. It might not have carried on culturally, but it made it enough of a splash for other things to reference it. So, um, well,
1: I hadn't yeah. realised he'd also done Westworld. Yes, and Runaway.
0: Runaway, Tom Selleck and fighting robots—amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah. And the um, and he also wrote the uh, the book that became, as you said, the, the book that became Thirteenth Warrior. It's so, like interesting. Very very weird. I get the impression that his, his early stuff like in the six like the 60s and 70s was like kind of medical Science thriller pot boilers to some degree. I think a terminal man was one something that um, I haven't read for years, but I remember it because it um, like the, the paperback uh, Came out was like a, a shadowy image of a, of a face but with a cutout a lot of um, printed circuits on the inside cover, so it was quite a striking book design for a paperback. So, so you looked through the, the the space where the brain would be, and there's the, the circuitry behind it. So it was quite cool. Yeah, um, and yep, and Tom followed up with a brilliant idea about basically the Groundhog Day slash, um, I think, Cena Warrior Princess and. and um, Buffy also did the thing where, oh yeah, no, Supernatural definitely did, where you have the characters attempt to accomplish something at, in the vol- in the setting of the volcano, but when they come to an untimely end, they reset the start of the, um, the, the, the scenario. So if your GM ever wants to get their whole Grimtooth traps, rocks fall, everyone dies, out of their system... That would be a good opportunity, and have the players use the um, that high-mortality video game approach on solving a problem. Provided the information carries over, they can keep assaulting the, 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 the issue until they fix it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yes. Um Tim suggested either the Doctor Who or the Time Watch RPGs. Um I was just thinking I know Stargate SG1 did a did one of those episodes. Uh Stargate Universe? Was it okay yes, SGU did an
0: excellent one. Yeah, um, SGU did an excellent one.
1: Uh, the movie Happy Death Day.
0: I haven't seen that yet, but yeah, that's another sort of. It's yeah, uh, as yeah, as Tim said, it's one of those ones that eventually they all do um, the science fiction TV shows. All do a Jack the Ripper.
1: Hmm.
0: Or at least have Jack the Ripper show up. and said, "Yes, ah, yes, I was, I was quite well known in Victorian London, ha 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 ha." And you know. So yes, it's one of those one of those things that keeps coming up. But as a game, as a as a as a little diversion during a, an extended game where, you know, especially if it's something where everything is they're quite caught people are quite cautious and and you know and quite heavily you know planning oriented, but they're starting a situation when they get to break loose and do the crazy shit and, you know, try the things they wouldn't otherwise get to try without relatively limited consequences, other than Tim's suggestion we are actually you like, know, oh, no, history has changed, and now Nazis.
1: <laughs> or Roman Empire or a cloud of loosely connected space debris. Yes. Mm.
0: So, yes. So, uh-huh. yeah, that's, uh, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice avenue to even for a, a extended kind of game to go down for a bit of of, um, homicidal hilarity for the GM and the players, to a degree. (laughs)
1: Um, I I responded to Tim's uh, suggestion on the the Big Red Couch site with sort of the idea that had come to mind with uh, the Groundhog Day idea. Um, Because I quite like the idea of just keeping track of the characters basically movements m- movements and where they where they are at various times for the the various iterations of that same day just so that you can have the circumstances of you know, we need to cross the courtyard but we are already having lunch there and having a drink while disguised as soldiers watching previous us have lunch and try to see see who stole the stun gun and pretending to work on that fountain while disguised as plumbers while waiting for Soldier Us to get the hell out of the way so we can get in the back room of the tavern. That would be very logistically intensive. It would be. I mean, you'd, you'd have to sort of, you'd have to tweak it a bit. But I do like the idea of basically having to figure out, you know, the more times you go through a a known location you have to come up with steadily more elaborate ways of not getting noticed by previous iterations of yourself
0: mm. yes but they yeah as i recall back to there was a 2000 ad like like four or five page like one one issue thing one of the time twisters i suspect where there's this um what was it my name's friday i'm a time cop thing we're in this and they and this, this event, these series of events unfold. You keep seeing the same panel over and over again, but you're, you 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 becomes the the information is being laid down that it's Friday and his partner standing in the middle of the, the, the uh, a concourse. But then you also see you realise that the people the people hiding behind newspapers or disguised as as old ladies or something like that around the thing. Realise ah right this is the the the. Subsequent loops coming back past one other, and it's pretty much just them in this crowded picture.
1: <laughs> pretty much, that's that's the idea I like. That what you eventually have is the um, the circumstance where almost everybody in a scene is various iterations of the party, or if you've got multiple time travelers um, going on, it turns out that everybody in the scene is basically either members of the party or the opposition that there are no locals anywhere present. They all fucked off Mm -hmm. because there was a volcano.
0: Possibly cloned weirdos wandering around their town. Yeah. Yeah. i That sounds like an interesting intellectual thing, but it could break down so hard in the middle of a game. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh, which, which, which time loop are we in? Oh, I moved the wrong piece.
1: I personally, Mm -hmm. if I was doing it as a GM, I would do a, yeah, come up with a fairly simple map because realistically you don't, you don't care or I wouldn't care about which street did you walk down. I don't give a rat's ass. But things like, you know, if there is a particular courtyard or a particular building, basically places, the important places to the scenario, if
0: the places where they cross over, are the important places. No, yeah, um,
1: but, just- um, you know, if it's sort of, if it's the, you know, out out in the street somewhere, I figured you can hand wave that. It's sort of a, wait, we should go the other way. Yeah. Um, it's not a big deal, but it's sort of the, the locations where no, actually, you have to go through here. There mm. is no alternative. Um, you have to go and talk to the trinket seller. That, I think, is where it gets interesting. And keeping track of it as a GM does mean... Yeah, especially if you can do it unbeknownst to the players, they can do the whole thing of okay, so we'll we'll go to the fountain square. Ah, that's us having lunch. All right, we need a plan. <laughs> this kind of thing, I wouldn't do it for everywhere because yeah, as you say, that would just get that would just get hideous. But if you knew, yeah, if you sort of did it as well, you know, in this kind of time block, yeah, you know, if you're doing it over a day, then sort of at about this time they were here, and tweak it. Enough to make it entertaining hmm okay. without being sort of just oppressively no we have backed ourselves into a corner because yeah this sh- yeah especially if you've got access to a bunch of time travel shit um, it, yeah if you're using something like time watch uh, it would be ludicrously easy to do the okay so what are we gonna need? we're gonna need disguises all right. Let's put them in that vase over there. Once we get back, cool. And here they are, Um, because the game allows you to do the that sort of Bill and Ted crap.
0: Hmm. Yes, I think it might be. It might be more fun to do the dramatic necessity thing rather than to come up with things on in the. Narrative order to the, the, the characters experience it. Or at least the, 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 the dramatically appropriate parts. Trying to figure out the entire thing just seems like borrowing trouble to me. Like, an RPG combat can take hours and be fairly complex on one timeline.
1: You would want to make sure that the... Um... <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to be going with the base assumption of they... Yeah, they always succeed in hiding from themselves.
0: True. Fair enough, fair enough, yeah. Um, unless you actually... They, I guess they... But they always... That, but to do that, they always need to succeed at spotting their previous selves. Because they're already there. Because mm. if they, you screw that up, it's... <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, from mm. from a from a pure GMing point of view, I'd go with the if on sort of run five or six. They, you know, you forget. Mm. Eh, so be it. You don't. You don't bother backtracking. The players never need to know. You know, it's a bit like the whole thing of um. You know, where 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 is the haunted house? Wherever the players happen to spend the night. Mm. That, that that sort of school of thought. But yeah. It was just what occurred to me that, um, and indeed there is one of the examples in the Time Watch game for paradox situations and how to avoid causing them, which mostly comes down to a very careful, look at what information is actually there. Don't leap to conclusions. (laughs) Um, you You know, this person was stabbed. And then you know that their dead body was found. Except, on careful analysis, somebody saw them lying there in a pool of red liquid. Mm. That is not the same thing as a dead body. At least, not if you can get before then, stop whatever stabbed them and pour out some red liquid. Yes. Time Ryan well. remains intact. You haven't contradicted anything, but the person's alive.
0: Or. Well. Possibly the um, the 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 stabbing implement and the death had nothing to do with one another, mm. and there was this extended period of time between the two. Indeed. <laughs>
1: um, so yes. Okay. All right.
0: So that is why you never go for force on an eclair. Though, to be fair, I think that would actually have been obvious if you would thought about it for a. A very short amount of time.
1: <laughs> yeah, though, it was not obvious to that student on that day. Perhaps he it's was true. just excited at the possibility of sugary pastries instead of a French lesson.
0: Yes. Sugary pastries better than French language lessons. Yeah, I think that's probably universal. Mm. <laughs> Another rule for the rad plaid couch um, rulebook.
1: book. Rad plaid couch. Oh, sorry. Which timeline is this again? <laughs> <sighs> Walked into that one.
0: We're doing a callback on the callback. Come on. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's like this is
1: 16 callbacks. No, wait, that doesn't even work. Um, <laughs> and on that cheery note, we will thank you for listening to our bizarre ramblings. Mm -hmm. and encourage you to come back for episode 114, where the prompt is.
0: You're expecting me to have gotten a prompt for this, haven't you? I'll go and get a prompt.
1: Fair enough. Uh, That that was what I was leading up to, but yeah. Yeah, It
0: crossed my mind. All right. i got one right here. It was looking at me when I opened the box, so it won. Mm -hmm. It says in big, scratchy, scary firing writing. Die Farben? Was that die Farben? This is probably why I fail at all language classes.
1: So die or die Farben. Mm -hmm. All right. So for those people in the audience who understand what is probably German, you'll know what that is. Um, If you come back in a few weeks' time, maybe we'll have figured it out as well.
0: <laughs> it does under sorry. It is underscored the colours from Spambot Dark Blav. But the colours, but in German. But in German, the colours, but in German. And it's probably D sorry. It's probably D because it's D Antwoord, but that's Afrikaans, which is Dutch, which is probably not the same thing. See, it's very confusing.
1: This, incidentally, people, is is what you get when you live on an island with very few neighbours that you can get to easily who speak other languages that anybody has any great interest in teaching. You get people like us who have no understanding of languages that aren't English. And... Mm. After 113 episodes, I think we can argue a limited understanding of languages that are.
0: <laughs> I, if I'm going to to play the the culpability that or, on anything is that I'm probably you know itching to get to the um, back to the bunch of people I hang hang out with and pro, and play like. Robotech or something at lunchtime So yeah, possibly I was distracted When it came to uh, scholastic activities It all comes back to roleplay games Being terrible for you That's
1: <laughs> fair I mean I know I did a couple of half years of Latin At high school Did a half year of Russian Yeah, That was weird
0: Man, I was, my school wouldn't have uh, didn't offer Latin. It certainly wouldn't have offered wouldn't offered Russian. Yeah, uh, it
1: it was a thing. It it was a thing that happened. Um, I remember almost none of it. Fair enough. Um, right.
0: So, right. Can't tape it off at the end there. You you so, you're good with that. You're,
1: good with that. So. Should we do the thing? Yeah, we'll do the thing. Uh, I'll do that bit again, just in case the first one didn't take. So, please, despite what you've just listened to, come back for the next episode, where our prompt will be...
0: Defarben the colours. From Spambot, Dark Blav. I am neither certain about the pronunciation of the first bit or about the letter things on the last bit. But you know, it's a spam. Is this your bomb. handwriting or mine? Oh no, it's not my handwriting. It is is way too legible. But the um, the first part is scratchily um, uh, overwritten, so it is all scary and stuff. So they're scary colours.
1: Okay, so they're scary colours, even to the Germans.
0: That's terrifying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I already have an idea. It's just a dreadful one. So I'm hoping I come up with something better. And on that cheery note, um, Mm. have a good one, uh, (laughs) listener, and we will catch you next time. All right. Take
0: care, and we will see you then.
1: Want to hear more of our shenanigans?